Hey girl, welcome to Christian Girls Pop. My name is Stephanie Bright and I'm the founder of this girls group as well as your host for the podcast. Around here, we are all about purpose, obedience, and prayer. That's what makes us pop. You're guaranteed to laugh, cry, learn, grow, and most importantly, become more like Jesus. We're going to rock this thing out and we're going to have fun doing it. You ready? Let's go. Hey girl, welcome back to another episode of Christian Girls Pop. We are in week 21 of our Bible reading plan. We are kicking it right along. And as always, y'all already know, I'm excited to go through another week of teaching the Word of God for the podcast. With this Bible reading plan, we go through the entire Bible in one year, chapter by chapter, verse by verse, and we are following a thematic Bible reading plan, which means we are studying the scripture through the different themes that we see and how they are congruent from Old Testament to New Testament, how they all fit together. And this week, we're looking at the theme of the God of favor. We're looking at the favor that God gives us and how it changes the game. So that's what we're going to be studying this week. I started something fun last week. We started talking about fun fact. So I'm doing it again this week. So another fun fact. Um, I've shared this like here and there, but I haven't like, I guess, told everyone, but I am bilingual. Um, you've never really heard me do a bilingual episode yet. Maybe I'll have to put that on here, but I am fluent in Spanish. And um, that's something I learned at a young age and was able to stick with it as I got older um, I was in a special program. It's a whole long story, but basically I was basically in Spanish school for six years and, um, yeah, so I'm fluent in Spanish. Para mis mujeres, mis niñas hispanas, latinas, ustedes son mi gente. No hay mucha gente que sabe que yo hablo español porque no digo eso todo el tiempo, pero quiero decirlo a ustedes que siguen escuchando este podcast cada, cada semana. Entonces estoy muy agradecida que ustedes están aquí, que están escuchando y compartiendo esto con sus amigas, con su familia. Estoy tan agradecido. Solo quiero estar aquí para continuar de enseñar la palabra y ser maestra de la palabra de Dios para que nosotros todos juntos podamos aprender, entender lo que está diciendo y podemos crecer con nuestra relación con Dios. Entonces, that's a little bit about me. For my Spanish people, y'all got that. Everybody else is like, girl, what are you saying? Uh, I basically just said I'm very thankful for everyone that's here, including bilingual population that was able to understand that um i enjoy teaching the word of god and i'm happy to do it with y'all so that's the fun fact for today a couple of announcements if you have not already make sure you subscribe to our youtube channel check it out we got new videos that are being released every single week also if you have not already make sure you sign up for our newsletter so that you can get updates every single week with what we got going on because there's always something going on and then if you would like to go deeper in the Word of God, if you want to study it in more detail, there is CG Pop Bible Crew where you're able to get all of my notes that I teach from every single week. You get them all typed up nice and pretty. They're yours. You get to keep them, share them, do whatever you want. And you also get access to seminary level resources. You get access to our monthly Zoom meetings where we go over questions in more detail. You get access to all of that just for $5. So make sure you check that out. Be a part. All of these links are are in the podcast notes for you to be able to check out. Also, you can find a lot of this stuff on our website as well. So that's some announcements. Before we get into the teaching, let's pray.
Jesus, thank you for today. Thank you that we get to read your word. I pray that you show us something new, show us something fresh, give us fresh revelation. Lord, I pray that you help me to teach this word so that we're able to understand and that we're able to apply it right to the situations that we have going on in our lives currently. Let it not just be something that we read and think that it applied long time ago, but we can know that this is for us today in this current day and age. So we thank you. We love you so much. And we pray all these things in Jesus name. Amen. So we are in week 21. The days are 142 through 148. And starting in day 142, which is May 22nd, we have the reading of 1 Samuel chapter 20, 21, and 22, and Psalm chapter 52. So in 1 Samuel chapter 20, we see that Jonathan plots with David... And he helps him escape. Remember, Jonathan is David's bestie. Even though he's Saul's son, he has more loyalty to David than he does his father, who's trying to kill David. So Jonathan helps David escape. And we can just see that David's really just trying to figure out what's going on. Like, he's like, what did I do wrong? Like, why are you trying to kill me? Because he trusted Saul. He cared for Saul. He worked with Saul. And now Saul got jealous. Remember, Saul got jealous because David was um, having a lot of success after he killed Goliath. He was becoming more popular. He was winning all these battles because he's fighting with God and has him on his... He's fighting, um, like operating with God and not going outside of what God wants. And so he's having all this major success and Saul got jealous. So David's still just trying to figure out like, bro, what is going on? Why are you so um, set on trying to kill me? And you can just see it in the scriptures that we read of just the weight that's on David as he runs from Saul and just trying to process everything. It's a lot for him to really go through. And David's just trying to wrap his head around all of it. Um, And you can just see through chapter 20 that Jonathan, as he's helping David escape, that he makes sure that they're going to be on good terms, regardless of how Saul is treating David and plotting to kill him. And Jonathan actually gets to see Saul's true colors in in Samuel chapter first Samuel chapter twenty because um, as Jonathan is helping David escape, they come up with this whole plot and this whole thing. And Jonathan gets to see his true colors about his dad because his dad almost kills him because he's just so mad and so jealous and jealousy has truly gotten the best of him. And now Jonathan gets to see Saul for himself. So that's chapter 20 and first Samuel chapter 21 Abimelech feeds David and he provides food and weapon for him so David runs as he's escaping Saul he runs and then Abimelech is who he runs to and he gets help and it's really cool because the weapon that he gives David is actually Goliath's old weapon remember going back to first Samuel chapter 17 Goliath was slain by David and the huge battle that no one else wanted to go up against Goliath and David fought him and he got to use his weapon now so just look how look at the favor of God God was like I got you and he fed he fed David as well so he got him all set up in first Samuel chapter 22 David continues fleeing from Saul and Saul orders the killings of the priests that helped David. So Saul's like not only trying to kill David, but he's he's killing anyone that is helping David as well. Like he is so obsessed with making sure that David dies and his jealousy and he's just he's on a downward spiral. He is really out of control. And so Saul's still looking for David. He's still sending people out to find him. And so going back to chapter 21, when David was with Abimelech, there was a guy there that actually was on Saul's side, but he was there um, 
and saw David chilling with Abimelech. And so he went back and snitched and told he he told of David's whereabouts. And so it's funny because if, if David actually wasn't even surprised that the man snitched. Like he had already planned for that once he realized who that guy was. And it's kind of like if you show up at a birthday party and um, maybe one of your... Maybe you have an ex and one of your ex's close friends is at the party. Like your ex isn't there, but your ex's best friend is there. You already know that like your ex is going to find out that you were at the party because your ex's friend is going to be like, yo, look who I saw at the party. Like that's basically how it was with this. Like he already knew that this man was on Saul's side. And so once he saw him, he was like, oh, he about to snitch. He about to tell where I'm at. David already knew that. And so he was prepared and ready for it. And he's going with God. God is keeping him. And so even in all of this, he knows that he's covered by God. Like he knows that he's going to be safe. And then in Psalm chapter 52, it's talking about those who plot wickedness, um, but also talking about hope in God. So these different Psalms that we're reading this week are written by David. And so he's writing about the fact that there are people that are literally plotting wickedness to kill him, to set him up. But he's also still reminded of the hope that he has in God. And that's something that you will see a lot in the Psalms that are written by David is that he will be very honest with how he's feeling, very open, very emotional, but he will always put in there somewhere somehow of of how he exalts God, how he worships him, how God is worthy, how he's hoping in him, how he's waiting on him, no matter how bad, no matter how wicked things have become, no matter how um, maybe in despair he is, you'll always see that in the Psalms that he's just like, man, this is awful, but God is good. And it's so cool because it's so relatable. Like it shows us that we can do both, that we don't just have to complain, but we also don't just have to act like everything's just peaches and cream and everything's okay. The two things can coexist. You can have a bad day and also still believe that God is good. Like you can, those two things can coexist. You can be in a hard situation and still praise God. So that is day 142. Moving on to day 143, which is May 23rd. The reading is Psalm chapter 54, 1 Samuel chapter 23 and 24, and Psalm chapter 63. So I'm going to start with 1 Samuel chapter 23. And back we're back to Saul trying to kill David again. It's He's not giving up. He's He really is not giving up. So David gets a little army now, and so that kind of helps him out. He's able to have a little bit of protection with him but Saul really thinks that he's just every time he plots against David he's like oh I got him now oh I got him now but David because he has this favor the Lord you'll see that he can't get David David is constantly seeking the Lord asking for guidance asking for advice this is why the Lord says that David was a man after his own heart he's always asking Lord do I do this do I not do this and that is something that we can absolutely learn from David was David perfect no and we'll see that once we get into second Samuel spoiler alert but um just in general you see it time and time again that that david will stop and ask the lord what do you think about this should i do this should i go up and take these people should i go up and conquer this land he's always asking for guidance and that is how he stays with that favor same thing applies to us if we're trying to go and really live this thing out we have to go with god we can't go outside of him we can't do things and then ask him for advice later because by the time we do that baby girl i know i guarantee you you have messed it up because we don't have all the answers we don't have it all figured out and this is why we need to go with God and when we go with God not only does he help us to succeed and and help us to get what we need and do what we got to do but there's favor attached to that as well and this favor is like it's 
undeserved things that happen in your life. Things, favor will put you in rooms that you never expect. Favor will keep you away from danger that you didn't even see coming. Favor will just set you up. And so all through this chapter, we just see that favor. We see the favor of God poured out on David's life. God is protecting David as he goes from place to place. He knows that Saul is following David and he is looking out for him. He's keeping him safe. Straight favor of the Lord. And favor, you may be asking, like, what is favor? And so um, in the sense of what I'm talking about, the favor of God, it's like an act of kindness beyond what is due or usual. And so it's like... um, that's just like the the Webster definition. But think about that in the sense of like, I don't deserve to be protected, but you're like protecting me. Favor will get you jobs that you didn't qualify for. Favor will protect you from car accidents that you didn't even see coming. Favor will help you to reconcile things with a friend without you having to do anything. Like favor is just that extra level of like blessings that God gives us as we walk with him. So that's chapter 23. In chapter 24, Saul seeks after David once more. Um, and Saul is actually spared from death. And then David and Saul kind of make up a little bit. Spoiler alert, it don't last long as Saul keeps trying to kill David. But for the moment, they make amends. So Saul keeps going after David, looking for him. He doesn't realize that he's actually in the cave that David and his people are in. David has a perfect opportunity to just wham bam thank you ma'am slice him up kill Saul but David has so much honor and reverence for God and for the person of authority that God has in place that he says no I'm not gonna even do that I'm not gonna hurt God's anointed even though this is the same dude that has been trying to kill him for like forever now he still doesn't want to kill him and which is just shows a lot about David's character for sure but Saul realizes that David could have killed him because what happens is Saul, uh, David cuts off the end of Saul's robe, letting him know, like, I was this close. It's kind of like in the movies when someone throws a dart and it lands, like, right next to the person's head. It's like, if I wanted to, I could have thrown it at your head, like that type thing. And so Saul realizes, like, man, I'm really messed up. I'm out here trying to kill you, and you don't even have that same, like, motive towards me. Like, you're being nice to me when I've been trying to kill you. And so they make amends praise God it don't last long but praise God you know so that's chapter 24 and then let's look at the two psalms for the day in psalm chapter 54 it's um a prayer for deliverance that David prays and then in psalm chapter 63 it's a longing for God so obviously these are very congruent with what we're reading about what's going on with David because for one he wrote the psalms so that's congruency but also it's showing us like what's happening um as he's going through this stuff with Saul and some Bibles will have like a little subtitle before the Psalm starts and it'll, it will explain when this was written in regards to what. So some Psalms will be like, this happened right after David was fleeing Saul this time or that time, or he fled Saul after hearing this said about him. And this is the Psalm that he wrote. So it gives us a little bit more context about what's going on. But in both of these Psalms, it's, it's, we really get a sneak peek. We get a binocular view into what David was enduring during that time as he was running from Saul and fearing for his life, knowing that he was anointed king and just all the thoughts that go along with that. We get to see that. And um, one cool thing is, like I said already, we see the reality of his emotions, but we also see how much he trusts the Lord and all of that. And it's really cool to see both of that. So that is day 143's reading. Moving on to day 144, which is May 24th. 
The reading is 1 Samuel chapter 25 and 26 and Psalm chapter 7. In 1 Samuel chapter 25, we see that Samuel dies and then we see a new character, Abigail, which will become David's wife. Um, she's a, it says that she's a very discerning woman. And so she uses her discernment between David and Nabal's situation and Nabal dies. So Nabal was originally Abigail's husband and he was a hot mess. Um, and basically David tries to ask him for stuff and he refuses and, um, then David's like, all right, I guess I got to kill him. Like, <laughs> he was like, bet. You don't want to help me? Okay, cool. I got you. But Abigail hears word about that. And basically, she makes amends. She steps in and like reconciles the situation because of her discernment. And she actually kind of prophesies over David as well. She gives him basically like gives him a word from the Lord. And uh, she becomes his wife. And then in chapter 26, David spares Saul again. And he makes amends with Saul again. So once more, David had the opportunity to kill Saul, but also he had reverence and honor for the Lord. He's not going to hurt God's anointed. And he just has enough faith to believe that God will be the one to take his enemies out, but he doesn't have to be the one to do it. And we just see David's, we see that favor again over David's life. David straight up walks up to Saul's army, to the place where all his, his people are, where Saul is. And it says the Lord puts them into a deep sleep. So he doesn't even, they don't even know that he's there. And basically David takes Saul's stuff and was like, you know, once again, I could have killed you if I wanted to, but I didn't. And Saul sees once again that David spared his life. And so Saul apologizes again. And David and Saul make amends again. And then in Psalm chapter seven, we see a prayer for fair judgment and justice. And obviously that's what David's wanting with all of this. Cause he's like, I didn't do anything wrong. I literally just helped you out and won a battle. And now you have a problem with me and now you're trying to kill me. And so we obviously would know that that's something that would be going through David's head is this, this topic of fair judgment and justice. And that's something that David is praying for. Like, Lord, help me out, you know? <laughs> and he's also, even in the prayer, it's like, Lord, like if I'm the one that's done wrong like let me repay evil like he's really just trying to understand like what is the problem here like what is the problem um and as you can imagine that's something that we would probably think as well if we were in that situation of just like what's going on like and you may have been in that situation not where necessarily someone's trying to kill you um maybe you have but um and just in a sense of like someone's betrayed you all of a sudden and you're like what happened like we were fine like why don't you talk to me like why are you being so mean so rude um maybe a sim situation similar like that like you've definitely probably felt those same emotions of like man like I didn't do anything wrong like what why am I getting caught up in all of this you know so just let you know that you're not the first one that everything that we experience we can find it in scripture and be able to get answers for how we are to cope and to process everything as we're doing it from a biblical godly perspective moving on to day 145 which is May 25th the reading is Psalm chapter 57 1 Samuel chapter 27 28 and 29 and Psalm chapter 31 in 1 Samuel chapter 27, we see that David flees to Gath and he stays with Akish. I believe that's how you say it, Akish. So he's still trying to get away from Saul. Remember, Saul is trying to kill him. And so he's fleeing, you know, trying to 
stay alive. He's and notice how many times David has fled one place and gone to another, and Saul's tried to follow him. Like this wasn't just a little like, oh, I'm mad at you and I'm 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 coming after you, but then I'm just gonna like just get over it. Like Saul is not giving up. He's obsessed with killing David, which is crazy. And then in chapter 28 of 1 Samuel, we see that Saul has an encounter with a medium. So medium is like what we would know as like a psychic or a fortune teller, people that necromancer, people that talk to the dead. Definitely something that we should not be doing. There's no need for us to be interacting with any dead spirits, demonic spirits. That is absolutely not what we should be doing. And the Bible actually talks about that several times in scripture. And I just feel like I need to put that out there. If that's something that you have been involved with, you definitely need to pray and renounce anything that has um, possibly like from like the demonic realm, like become a part of your life because of that activity, because Satan will definitely use those moments to um, oppress us or possess us. And then in chapter 29 of 1 Samuel, we see that the Philistines forbidding David from fighting with Achish. So Achish is on the Philistine side. David was like, hey, let me come fight with you. Philistines was like, nah, bro, we know you. You already killed. Remember, he has this big reputation. He already killed Goliath. And so they know David and they're like, nope, you're not. Mm-mm, nope, you can't fight with us. So then David ends up leaving that place. And we're going to see that he continues on in his journey of fleeing for his life. In Psalm chapter 57, we see of David's prayer and praise for God's refuge. So it's asking for God's refuge and then praising him for the refuge that he has been. And then in Psalm chapter 31, we see once again of uh, God being a refuge, um, but also remembering struggles and remembering that God is faithful. Once again, these are all things that David is enduring as he's on this journey. He absolutely needs God to be his refuge. He cannot do it without him because that's all he's got. Like he's going from place to place and all he has is the protection and favor of God as he's going to these different places and through this hard time. And it's also important for him to remember what God has already been to him. And once again, that is something that we can apply to our lives as well. We've seen this a couple of times um, throughout this year so far of the Israelites taking time to remember what God has done and how faithful he's been. And same thing applies here. Like it's important for us to stop and remember what God has already done because that gives us confidence and motivation. And um, it just builds our faith to know that what God has already been for us, he can be that again in our life and um, that we can remember what he's already done and trust that he'll do it again or do something different, do something better. And so it's important for us to stop and also remember what God has already done for us. Moving on to day 146, which is May 26. The reading is 1 Samuel chapter 30 and 31 and Psalm chapter 18. In 1 Samuel chapter 30, um, we see David and his army get the victory over the Amalekites. So they, they are, they're traveling along and then they get back to a place called Ziklag and they realize that all their people are gone, that all their wives, their daughters, all their stuff is all burnt up. Their, their people are held captive and obviously everyone's upset about that. And David as a leader, he takes time to pray, see what they're going to do next. And they actually get the victory over the Amalekites who just took all their stuff from them so the Malachites are like turning up they're thinking that they've won everything's under control but David and his boys scoot up on them and they not only attack the Malachites but they get the victory and they restore what was lost so they get all their women back all their daughters back and they take all of the Malachite stuff so now it's it's basically they got they got back um everything that they lost and in chapter 31 of first Samuel Saul dies finally right like he been he been out here wilding for a while it's about time he dies is that mean to say I don't know but Saul's literally been trying to kill 
David forever now. But remember, David always said, like, I don't have to be the one to kill him. The Lord will do it himself. And so basically, Saul basically killed himself. He impaled himself with the sword. And so finally, finally, Saul is dead. And um, they actually cut off his head in, as a sign of victory. So my boy Saul is officially out of the story. And then in Psalm chapter 18, we, it's a Psalm of, of God coming through and it's a, it's a praise um, to God for answering prayers. And that's obviously so congruent to what we're seeing here because David is rejoicing because he knows that Saul is dead and he knows that he's the next King. And he knows that things are finally like, imagine you've been running for your life forever. And you finally like hear that fact that like your enemy that's been going after you is finally dead. Like that's a huge relief for you because he doesn't have to worry about hiding in caves and, and running and going to different places and, and worrying about who's snitching and who's doing this and who's doing that. He's able to finally just like, whew, take that breath of relief. And so he's rejoicing. He's rejoicing that God did it for him. Him, that he didn't have to do anything that he didn't have to touch the Lord's anointed it was all taken care of remember we're talking about the favor of God and we see how the favor of God shows up for David time and time again to the fact that his enemy that has tried to kill him time and time again but has failed is now dead and he didn't have to lift a finger he didn't have to do a thing that my friend is the favor of God and if you haven't experienced it, I hope that you experience that favor of God in your own life to where you say, this was nothing but God. This was nothing but the favor of God all my life that allowed me to experience this, to, to get this, to accomplish this, whatever it is. Moving on to day 147, which is May 27th. The reading is 2 Samuel chapter 1, 2 and 3 and Psalm chapter 141. So we have gone on to the next book. It's a continuation of what we've been reading in 1 Samuel. And I mentioned this um, as we started 1 Samuel, but 1 and 2 Samuel actually used to be one book. And then they were divided as the Hebrew Bible was published years later. Um, and the main thing that we're going to see all through 2 Samuel is the reign of King David. And so we have kind of seen his whole progression so far from, you know, a shepherd boy being anointed as king, secretly still working as a shepherd boy, David and Goliath, working under Saul, fleeing for his life because Saul's tried to kill him. Now Saul's dead. And remember, David's already been anointed for king. So boom, boom, he's about to go up and be king now. So that's what we're going to see all through Second Samuel is the reign of King David. And it's kind of split half and half through scripture as far as what we're seeing. So the first half or so is... Um, about David's triumphs, about things that went well, his successes as king. And then the latter half of the book, the second half of the book is more of David's troubles and, and just the mistakes that he makes. And we're going to see some things that go on because of his sin, because of the sin of others. And we will see that as we go on further into the book. But for day 147's reading, in Second Samuel chapter 1, David hears about Saul's death and essentially and Jonathan's death as well and he's mourning the loss of Saul and Jonathan so going back to first Samuel chapter 31 we see that Saul and his three sons died on the same day remember Jonathan is one of Saul's sons so Jonathan also dies that day and remember Jonathan and David are besties so David is also you know David is definitely grieving the loss of his friend but notice that you know David's also grieving the loss of Saul which is very interesting because it just really shows the character of David that he would grieve someone who has done so much to try and hurt him and try to kill him and even in all of that he's still grieving Saul's death 
In chapter 2, David is anointed as the king of Judah, and then there's actually a war between Israel and Judah. So David is ordained, and uh, David, was an, David is anointed as the king of Judah, but not for fully over Israel just quite yet. Eventually he will be, but at this moment, no. And so he has a rival whose name is Ishbosheth, and he'll be his rival for a couple of years until he becomes fully king of all of Israel and then in chapter 3 Abner joins David and he's like on David's side but then Abner is killed by Joab so people just killing people left and right left and right but that's what we see in 2nd Samuel chapter 3 and then in Psalm chapter 141 we read of the prayer for protection against wickedness obviously David is seeing his wickedness around him and it's very congruent to what we read, especially in Second Samuel chapter 3. And so it's a prayer for protection against the wickedness that is present. Last but not least, Psalm chapter 58 and Second Samuel chapter 4, 5, and 6. So starting with Second Samuel chapter 4, we read of the murder of Ishbosheth. Remember, he was the rival king against David for years, and he is killed so guess what y'all David's about to be king of all of Israel that's what we read in chapter 5 of 2nd Samuel we read of David's successful reign and um, David defeats the Philistines and so he's anointed as king over all of Israel and he's conquering cities beginning to build upon it and he defeats the Philistines again <laughs> And then in 2 Samuel chapter 6, we read of the Ark of the Covenant being brought to Jerusalem. Y'all remember way back when the Philistines took the Ark of the Covenant captive and then they brought it to, they brought, they returned it. Now it's been kind of just been stored up there for a while. And so now it's actually being brought to Jerusalem. On the way, one of the guys touches the Ark of the Covenant and he gets struck down. Uh, his name is Uzzah or Uzzah. And this was going back to a law that was given to us way back in the old um in numbers about not touching holy things including the ark of the covenant they were not allowed to touch it and he meant well because he it was he was trying to make sure it didn't fall but god meant what he said and he was trying to really prove a point of like y'all need to reverence this and make you know remember that it's holy so sorry to my guy who got struck down but that's what happens in chapter six and then in psalm chapter 58 we read of the prayer for judgment or the punishment of the wicked very congruent as David is fighting the enemy. There's a murder of the rival king. There's a lot going on. And so it's a prayer like, Lord, you got to handle this. You got to fix this. And I love that it's just a prayer, like trusting God to do it. And we, it's a, it's a good reminder for us that we don't have to have it all figured out, that we don't have to put things all in our own hands, that we can trust God, that he will do what needs to be done, that we don't have to fight every battle, that we don't have to kill every wicked person or, you know, whatever it is. We can trust that God will do what needs to be done, even without our help. <laughs> So that's reassuring and um, reminds us that God is God and we are not. So that is it for this week's episode, this week's teaching. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you have not already, make sure you follow us on social media, Facebook and Instagram at Christian Girls Pop. You can check out our YouTube channel as well, Christian Girls Pop. And don't forget our website, ChristianGirlsPop.com. Lots of good stuff there. You get to learn about who we are and just more in depth of our foundational principles, what we got going on, how you can get involved, all the things. If you would like to donate to this ministry, you can donate on Venmo at Christian Girls Pop, on Cash App at Dollar Sign Christian Girls Pop, and on PayPal using the email address cgpopdonate at gmail.com. cgpopdonate at gmail.com. Thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode. And as always, remember, Jesus already loves you so much. Don't you ever forget that.